Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check, mic, check, mic, check, mic, check, mic, check. What is going on, friends? Brand new podcast episode. Uh, so today we are talking about something I am deeming as uh, GCS, Gear Collection Syndrome. And uh, I kind of had this epiphany. Yesterday I was on um, on set for a undisclosed project that I will be uh, basically filming for the next year, year and a half. Anyways, um, one of the people there uh, had asked, uh, hey, uh, you know, is this, uh, is this your camera and, and that sort of thing or... And the kind of the conversation kind of went back to uh, he used to shoot video for MySpace back in the day. He was like staff production, and we were talking about cameras and like you know VHS tape and old uh, Betacam and old um, I mean just just the whole the whole gamut of like when things were still standard definition, right? High definition was was like a luxury, you know, or it was just really expensive. And so we were talking about like you know cameras and and gear and and. Um, know how many cameras I own I'm like man when I first started I had like you know I made the mistake of buying um all these cameras and all these lenses and, and all this stuff that I really didn't need you know at the end of the day and as time progresses I would still say that you know the the gear collection has um tamed has been tamed a little bit uh, not a lot but a little bit uh, to the point now where, you know, I only purchase the things that I really need. Um, certain things that are in abundance are like, you know, you always have like extra stingers, extra cable ties, um, extra freaking, all, you know, XLR cables or SDI cables, right? Um, things of that nature, right? Little cold shoe mount adapters. But as far as buying, you know, like 80 lenses and like 10 cameras and all this, all that really crap that you really don't need, right? I think uh, gear collection syndrome really is a product of of the world we live in, right? Because the world I live in, a lot of it is really advertising. It's marketing, right? We're, we're creating commercial content, advertising content, promotional content, right? For people to buy stuff, whether, whether that be a physical product or a digital, a digital product or a uh, service. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, you know, if you are in a position where you have seen yourself buying so much gear, buying so much equipment, and you don't use 50% of it, you know, I think that uh, that is a problem, right? Because if that money that you spent on buying, you know, X amount of of gear, and you don't really use it, right, you might use it like once a year, or, or even twice a year, right? I, I feel like that is sort of the ongoing problem that many people have. And, you know, so what can we do about that, right? Like, where does that, where does that uh, need come from? And, what can we do about it, right? Because if you think about it, if you if you spend like, uh, I'm just gonna put a number out there, right? Say you say last year or this year you spent twenty thousand dollars on equipment, right? How much of that twenty thousand dollars do you actually use, right? If you had bought like three cameras and you bought, uh, say, a set of like eight lenses and then you bought five, four or five monitors, you have like three. Um, uh, video wireless video systems and, and and so on and so forth right like are you actually using all all of those um pieces of equipment right or do you just use like a third of it and and so my argument is is how can we 
how can we scale down the things that we actually need and then you know don't buy the things that we that we really don't need and at least for me it, it's kind of come down to the point where it's like i only i i only look at things that i that i will buy um and if i pull the trigger it's because i know i'm going to use this this piece of equipment um, very frequently, right? So for instance, maybe maybe you're looking at a new monitor, right? A new onboard monitor, regardless of the brand, right? Who, like, who, cares, who cares what the brand is? If you like the brand, then you buy that brand, right? But you, you're looking for a new monitor and you're like, oh, well, this monitor is, here's a five inch monitor, here's a seven inch monitor, right? And you're comparing and, and contrasting the pros and cons and, um, you say, oh, fuck it, you know, I'm just going to buy the 5-inch one and the 7-inch one, right? Because you you never know, maybe there's a time where the 5-inch one is better than the 7-inch one, right? And, and that is true. But, you know, do you really need both, though, is the thing, right? Can you just live with one? Um, if you shoot multiple cameras a lot, then, yeah, that makes sense. You know, get a 5-inch one, get a 7-inch one, right? Uh, in my situation, the monitors I, I have when it comes to onboard, I have um, my 702, what is it? Uh, 702 bright that i bought uh two years ago right so i i, I just have that uh usually as like a field monitor uh director's monitor or in some cases i will use it uh, on camera for those situations where like uh, a monitor just doesn't work or whatever like that so i have a backup one uh, my primary one is the small hd uh indie 7 which i bought earlier uh this year as i do really like the uh the touch screen os from small hd right and, and it's a very um uh, it's a very good monitor overall and then I used to have a small HD Focus that I bought like three years ago or four years ago, like right when it came out. And, and unfortunately, I uh, I dropped it on a shoot earlier uh, this year. And it, I mean, it's just fucked up. Like I have, I have a cage on it too and just don't power on, right? And so there are times where having that five inch monitor for me uh, on say like my a7 III or for setups where I have a smaller camera package as a B cam or on a gimbal or for a car rig, right, or for an overhead rig, right, it's nice to just to have have something small enough to view exposure, to view um, color accuracy, to view is uh, you know is the shot in focus and, and things like that, right, and and so for me, I just needed a five inch monitor for those situations, which you know I do probably probably half the time throughout the year, right, most of the time I'm just I'm just using my seven inch monitor. Right. Uh, but again, that was the decision because I knew that five inch monitor I would use pretty frequently. Right. Um, and I also use it for uh, for for YouTube content. Right. I use my Sony a7 III for the vast majority of like my talking head stuff for YouTube. And just having a five inch one is totally fine, you know, and I record. Um, I do have the Ninja V, so I record to, to ProRes just makes it a lot, a lot faster, more easier for the workflow. Right. But again, like that was a decision because I know I'm going to use this monitor pretty frequently. Right. Um, so that's one example, right? And and again, the the examples kind of scale because say you want to purchase like a set of lenses, right? And for some reason, or for whatever reason, not saying it's good or bad or right or wrong, but you have uh, a need for two sets of lenses, right? You have a need for say like a set of vintage lenses and a need for a set of uh, modern lenses that you use for like commercials or uh, regular stuff, right? And the vintage stuff is for um, certain certain projects where you want that feel or you feel like the production could value from having that vintage look, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, do you really need two sets of lenses? I, you know, for some people it, it, it's a want, for some people it is a need, right? But uh, I think at the end of the day, just because I, I don't want to go on a, on, a, on, a, on a rant and a tangent, 
is if you are going to buy something, make sure that number one, it fulfills the business need first and foremost, right? It has to do that. It has to fulfill your business need first and foremost. If it doesn't fulfill it, then don't buy it, right? Just just don't buy it. Um, otherwise, that is money just kind of down the tube, right? And because I was thinking of that, it's like, you know, I have these Canon FD lenses and a bunch of other fucking vintage lenses that I bought. They're just sitting around. Uh, maybe I should take advantage of them and like, you know, send them to Cinemod lenses or do close and have them cine modded. But then it's like, you know, one lens, just a cine mod is like 500 plus dollars. And it's like, uh, do I really like, you know, do I really need that? Like, not really. You know, if I am going to use them, I, I have the little follow. Um, what is it? The uh, focus, the focus ring from follow focus gears is like 30 bucks for one. You know, um, I don't really care if, if the aperture is declicked or not. It's like, because again, I don't really use those lenses. I use them maybe like once a year, right? For like certain specialty shots or or if, uh, if a director asks, hey, you know, I'm looking for like a vintage look for this project, you know, like do we um, do we have budget to rent? Okay, no, then I have, um, you know, three Canon FD lenses. We're just going to have to deal with them, you know, because like I have a 20 mil Canon FD and the coatings are all fucked up. Like, I mean, I, I really don't like using that lens, but it has like that certain, you know, look to it, right? It has that fucked up, like din- grungy look to it, right? That dingy look to it. Uh, I have a 28 mil, which actually is, is actually pretty solid. The coatings are still there. Um, I do enjoy the flare of it and I do enjoy that focal length, right? And I have a 50 mil, um, which is very blue. Uh, I think probably just because of the nature of like the 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 lenses it's old i mean it's like what like a 50 year old lens right so it is it is a little blue um it is pretty soft at, at wide open at, at 1.4 at least my copy of it right and so again but it's like one of those things where i don't really use it a lot right so what's the point of me modding it for 500 dollars just for one lens right if i want to if i want to mod all three it's like 1500 it's like at that point i might as well just buy you know brand new lenses you know so again, gear collection syndrome, right, is something that I hope we can all overcome, something we can all avoid by making sure that our our choices for purchasing equipment, number one, it has to fulfill our business need, right? And whether your business is run and gun, documentary, wedding, videography, corporate, narrative, commercial, right? If you still work in in the realm where you are bringing the majority of your equipment on set, you're renting, right? You're adding that to your rental package. If that's the case, then it has to fulfill the business scene, right? Otherwise, it really just is a waste of money, right? And and as a small business owner, right, we, we really have to be... Um, be diligent and in some capacity we have to be frugal with our um without with our income with our profit um because of, because then at the end of the day then you know like you gotta think about if you're like you know 30 if you're in your 30s or if you're in your 20s or if you're in your 40s right like as as time goes on i think we really are susceptible to a couple things right it's it's susceptible to technology it were, we are susceptible to uh, the industry. We are susceptible to global uh, economics. Um, we are susceptible to lockdowns happening, right? And and at the end of the day, right, there are more and more people I see that are wanting to go into video and film production, right? And 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 so that's why I really argue every single time. It's like you know, if you look at some, or if you listen to some of the past podcast episodes, you know what. You know, everyone can can go out and buy a camera and, and buy, you know, a handful of lenses and a couple lights, right? Anyone can fucking do that, right? You don't have to have any kind of experience. And some people, um, 
when they, I think when we all start out, right, we all have to either do shit for free or do, or do work for a very, very low rate, right? And for uh, certain companies, right, they, they, um, they either stay at that point uh, because they know they can just hire the next guy down the street that can do it for free or, or do it very low, or they have to slowly start scale, scaling up the projects, right? And so it's like a never-ending cycle. And the only thing that can that can kind of help you get ahead of the get ahead of the line, so to speak, is really that like you have to be able to to do something different that the other person doesn't, right? That's what makes every great cinematographer and every great director of photography great is because they do something just a little bit different than than the other person, right? Uh, so I hope this episode helped you guys out in some way, shape, or form because, right, uh, what is it? Black Friday is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Uh, New Year's is coming up. And that means a shitload of sales, a shitload of discounts, a shitload of, you know, buy bulk, buy volume and get a discount. They're all coming. They're all coming. But I, I have this weird feeling, right, based upon what I what I see and what I'm watching um, in in the, what is it, the global dynamics of the world, right, economy, uh, the economics, the, the, the politics and the um, the things around, you know, that the things that have been happening throughout the world, I have a feeling that next year might be a mm, a very daunting year, a very a very rough road, so to speak, you know. And rather than buying useless shit, maybe it might be wise to put away a little bit of that, a little bit, a little bit of that cash, a little bit, a little bit of that profit. Um, for a for a rainy day, if you know what I'm talking about, because I, I don't know, I just got a feeling. Feel like 2022 might be, uh, you know, it's going to be like a really good year uh, for many of us. But I think there's going to be times throughout the year where it's going to be kind of, kind of a little sketch, right? So having having a little little, you know, two three month kind of kind of a uh, savings uh, to, to put it, to put it plainly, I think might be beneficial for, for, for many of us. Right. Uh, so again, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it on. Actually, I really don't know. I really don't know where you rate this thing. Like, do you actually go on the iTunes app or the Apple podcast app and rate it? Or do you have to go on like the, the iTunes website and rate it? I have no idea. I don't even know how you subscribe to a podcast. I actually lie. I think, I think you, hold on. Where's my phone? Um, Stand by. Okay. So if you open up your podcast app and if you go to, uh, if you go to, what is it? The Okay. If you hit the three dot button at the top right corner of your screen, uh, there is a follow. Oh, it's just the follow now. You don't even subscribe, so you follow. I've been saying subscribe for like the past year, man. No one's told me this stuff. Okay, so make sure the top right button, right? Hit in the top right, in the top right corner, hit that button, hit the follow button if you enjoyed uh, this episode. And then, um, wait, but where do you go to rate rate the podcast though? Where do you, where do you, where do you rate it? Um. Ah, okay. So if you scroll all the way down, then uh, uh, you have a tap to rate option, right? There's uh, every, there's anything between one star and five stars. So you have your choice, right? Pick. This is your choice. This is your opportunity to rate um, to rate my podcast, right? Is it one star? Is it two, three, four? Maybe it's a five. I don't know. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to uh, share it with all of your friends, all of your family mates, the stranger down the street. Who knows? I don't even know where I'm going with this. This is probably the worst call to action anyone could have ever made. Or maybe it's the smartest one. I don't know. Uh, But that being said, I will catch you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.